Ghosticles time. It's Ghosticles Oh, you haven't time. done that in forever. I feel I a little that. guilty because it's da, not da, full da, da, episode da, da, time. <laughs> but we are going to do a full episode eventually. <laughs> we will. We will. It's just, man, the past few months have just gotten on Fuck. top of us. It is fucking. I mean, I mean, who is that? Who isn't that true for? But God damn. Oh. Yeah. It's just like, Jamie and I, as much as we love doing this show, sometimes we wake up, we're like, oh, fuck, we have to do a show today. God damn it, I forgot. I'm, yeah, not, I'm not prepared. Yeah. Hey, Jamie, can well, we put it off for another week? <laughs> <laughs> well, and also, we keep having things happen that just get in the way. And I feel like every time something gets in the way, like we have to schedule or like the Texas shuts down or whatever <laughs> yeah. the reasoning is, it just is like uh, another frustration. Uh, and the frustration is becoming the thing, not the show. So right. we got to get past the frustration. Right. Right. We are working on it, actively Although, working on it. Texas is open now, 100%. Oh, yeah, more open. Open for business. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. So I'm hiding even more. Yeah, no kidding. That's my, oh, my. That's my go-to. God. Is just to hide. It's fucking. Yeah. It's absurd. It's absurd. <sighs> oh my god. But how? But we how, have stories. We. Yeah. Have how some are you? I, I, I was. I, <laughs> I want to hear about the birds that got in your house oh! after getting drunk on the berries outside. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> I have a china berry tree. Uh, I know that it's a china berry tree because one time I have. Uh, several friends that are ADD and they're like you might be ADD and I said I'm not (laughs) they were like you might be you know how you'll know you should take an Adderall and that will let you know if you can focus all of a sudden so I sort of had to write something this was a few years ago I was still writing scripts script adaptations so I uh, I took half of one I was not going to take a whole one uh, because I know people who take whole ones, and sometimes those people irritate the shit out of me, and I didn't want to irritate myself. <laughs> so I took a half a one, and I sat down, and I looked outside, and I was like, that tree just has the prettiest blooms. I wonder what kind of tree it is. And three hours later, I had found out that we have a china berry tree. <laughs> I had no work done. Uh, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm not. I am absolutely not ADD. I am, uh, yeah, I'm not <laughs> even a little. I have too many lists. Um, and <laughs> so, so fucking, uh, so yeah. Fucking so true. anyway, um, that's what I found out I had. Now, a china berry tree is um, a tree that was planted a lot in the '70s and the '80s because they do have these really beautiful blooms. They're from you know Asia continent, and. Um, and they smell so good. Oh, my God. They smell so good. But those blooms fall in the hundreds every single day. <laughs> so they're a huge fucking mess. And they have these seeds that are like berries. And they fall constantly. Huge fucking mess. And then the limbs themselves are pretty weak. So anytime we have a storm, it's fallen. Like there's just limbs everywhere. So I would never plant a china berry tree. The other thing about those seeds, the um, the the berries, is that they're toxic to mm. people. Like I think you can have six and it could kill you. Jesus! Like they're extremely toxic. All um, right. also toxic to dogs. Dexter sometimes eats them, so we really <laughs> have to keep an eagle eye on him. I think we think he got into one and ate one. I was watching him and. I guess I must have missed it or something, but he definitely had some weird 
reaction. And now I am uh, <laughs> debating chopping the tree down because I'm sick of it. <laughs> but I mean, sounds like uh, he was, is, too. That was a huh? Sounds like he's sick of it, too. <laughs> he it was real bad. He was all like panting and oh, yeah. shaking. And yeah. it just is not like him. And then he wouldn't eat, which the only time he's ever not eaten was uh, when Leela died. Oh. Even after he had his surgery, he oh. ate. He, yeah, he can't that's... sense pain most of the time. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so it was bad. It was really bad. But <laughs> what what other thing happened is that birds will eat these seeds, and they're not toxic to birds. But because they <laughs> sit there and they ferment, they become alcoholic. So the, the birds. birds get, like, fucked up. So they are so fucked up. And... <laughs> There are dozens and dozens. There, um, this uh, bird. It's a. So, I had to look this up because there were so wing, many right? of them, and they were cool looking. It was like this is is this a, a, a um, cardinal? Because they have the tuft like a cardinal, uh-huh. but it didn't look like one. And so I looked it up. It's a cedar waxwing. They're super cool looking. They have like a little yeah. white. I mean, a red stripe on their wing, hmm. and then they have a yellow tip on their tail and really bright yellow bellies. <laughs> they're they're super cool looking. Um, but they're shit-faced currently outside my house, and they run into the windows. <laughs> it's like spring break outside your house for birds. I mean, thunk, thunk, thunk. Just birds. Flying. And they're not, it's not like they they're can get. They're dropping that a, beat. <laughs> they can't get a head start, so that nobody's hurting themselves. They're just like, what's over here? Oh, thunk. just running into walls type of shit. And it's <laughs> like, we'll just be sitting there, and all of a sudden all this thunking will happen. It's like, oh, someone's lost it. And so <laughs> a couple home, days wax ago, wing, I went. You're drunk. <laughs> yeah, they're all, and apparently they eat in shifts, so they're just constantly birds out there getting shit faced. Oh, so they have like designated flyers. <laughs> they do. I guess so. They do. That's very responsible um, of them. Yeah, I took the trash out. We have a little backyard because we're in a townhouse. So I was the door was open maybe 20 seconds. Out trash back in and. The dogs didn't follow me out, and I was like, well, that's really weird. And then when I went back in, it was like, oh, that's because one of those drunk fuckers flew into my house. <laughs> so <laughs> there he was, just freaking out, flying, trying to go up, but there was a ceiling. So he just kind of bounced like a reverse popcorn toy, right? Like just bounced around, popping into the ceiling. And everywhere he touched the ceiling, he left a little bit of, fur, of, of feathers, just a little tuft feathers all over the ceiling polka dotted it at one point he got on the floor and dot went after him i thought she was gonna get him too she was she's got that hunter instinct dexter was just freaking out he didn't know what was happening or what What the fuck is that thing what is that thing oh my god yeah that was him dexter was like i'm gonna fucking get this shit i'm gonna get it and then i wouldn't let her so he flew away and i had a big plastic bin and and jack was just being big that was that was his stance bobby big um and i used this plastic <laughs> lid to to escort him gently out uh and then i had to vacuum all the all the feathers off of my ceiling <laughs> at least the bird didn't shit everywhere yeah that's I have good. literally never had a bird fly into my house when I went to take the trash out before. I leave the door open all the time when I do that. Maybe that's never. a good omen. Maybe that's a good omen that, uh, you know, blessed us a, an unexpected boon is coming your way. Um, yeah. <laughs> Afterwards, the dogs were hilarious because Dexter was like, is it going to happen again? Is it going to happen again? And Dot was like, bring it. Where is it? I'm ready. And they just like walked around looking at, in corners f- trying to find and see if there was another one in here. Was, oh, my God. Yes. It was ridiculous. But oh, yeah, that was my, 
It's my drunk bird story. And it happens until it starts to bloom. And then it's just petals everywhere, which sounds great in theory. It sounds like a pain in the ass. This tree sounds like an absolute pain in the ass. It is. It's kind of, yeah. It's a great shade tree. And it grows fast. And I guess that's why they have it. But... So I read somewhere online someone called it a trash tree, and I thought, well, that's excessive. <laughs> I wouldn't call it a trash tree. <laughs> Poor little. I mean, I want to chop it down now because it tries to kill my it's dog. It's garbage. Yeah, it sounds Oof. like it sounds like like a a really hot boyfriend I had when I was in my twenties. Trash, <laughs> trashy, trash. beautiful, a lot of shade. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but those petals just keep and falling. A lot of drama. <laughs> a lot of drama. All right. Well, speaking uh, of drama, shall we get into the listener submissions? Yes. Now I'll have yes. to have to, I now in retrospect, I shouldn't have had you tell that story because now all these submissions will be in the shadow of that superior story. <laughs> no. This it's not spooky. It's just silly. It's That's silly. I don't know. Silly. The idea of like, you know, your home being invaded by a drunk bird. Um Yeah. Well, you know what? It did start story. off creepy because we ha- kept hearing a knocking. And I was like, is that Wendy? What is going on? And why is she downstairs? She's always upstairs. But we kept hearing a knock, like just a thunk. And then I noticed all the birds. We were having breakfast, and there were just dozens of them out by the tree. It's a lot. That is a lot of birds for this one little tree, which is right next to our house. Uh So we can see it right out the window. And uh, (laughs) everywhere, on the floor, in the the tree, just going to town on these seeds. And... um, then one of them flew into the window, and I was like, Boom. oh, that's, that's some, what's happening. That's, that's some horror movie shit right there. Like the but it got, in, it got very like... bird's territory for a couple of days. They were just everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. Oh, yeah. No. So well, that was creepy. That was a that's little cre- creepy. That's, cre- that's creepy. It's creepy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, you've become the, the Palm Springs <laughs> for, Damn, for that bird. Um, all right. Our first... Everybody's got their tits out. <laughs> It's crazy. Is... No titmouse. I have not seen any titmouses. A tufted titmouse. They are tit-mouse. tufted, but they're not titmouses. <laughs> All right. The first submission comes from Patrick. Bird nerd. I love it. I love it. Patrick says, hey, Jamie and Michael, I'm a big fan of your voice work and this podcast. Very strong start, Patrick. Very strong. Mm-hmm. Um, it has definitely helped make quarantine la, les miserables. Excuse me. Less miserable. Less miserable. Rob. Les Miserables. Um, yeah, that's not the experience I have when watching Les Miserables. Sorry. It's a, <laughs> I'm going to go into a musical rant, and that's not the time or place. Feelings. Um, uh, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> feelings. I'm going <laughs> to sing my feelings. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. Uh, Patrick goes on to say... <clears throat> I don't have a lot of experience with anything supernatural. No family ghosts, no bumps in the night, nothing. I even live in an old house in an old part of town that has a spooky basement, uh, but it isn't even that spooky. So uh, this occurrence really stood out to me. To preface, I have a little cat, Okoye, named for the Black Panther General, and she loves to close doors for no reason. (laughs) She just stretches out on them and lets them shut and latch, then gets confused when she can no longer go through. Now... This night, I left my door cracked so she could get in and out of my room while I slept, but was not at all surprised when I heard the door creak shut and the handle latch. I drifted off to sleep like any other night, knowing I would be awoken by the sound of something falling from my dresser because Okoye, the goblin baby, was bored in my room. As I was asleep, though, I had a terrible dream. Not relevant, Jamie. Don't worry. I won't describe it. <laughs> Thank you. Patrick, Thank you. Patrick listens. I like that I about Patrick. I appreciate that. 
<laughs> it startled me awake. To keep myself from slipping back into the bad dream, I forced myself to stay awake a little longer so I'd hopefully enter a new dream. In doing so, my brain spiraled into a more realistic, anxiety-inducing hypothetical. Before I could turn on a light or find a way to calm myself down, I felt the very familiar sensation of cat paws hopping on to the foot of my bed. They walked their way up my bed, around my back, and I felt whiskers tickle the back of my neck. I felt much calmer and relaxed as the frightful thoughts left my mind. The paws then walked back down to the foot of my bed, and I felt the unmistakable pressure of a cat nestling into, the, into a loaf at my feet. It was only then that I remembered and Okoya had closed herself out of my room. This was not a living cat that had visited me and shooed away my anxiety. Once I had this realization, the sensation of the weight at my feet faded, and there was uh, nothing there. The next morning, I checked around, and sure enough, Okoye had spent the night outside of my bedroom. I have had a handful of cats in my life, and I loved all of them dearly. Often they would sleep alongside me at night, something Okoye never does. I know many people believe that cats are good at warding off negative spirits, so I can only assume that one of my past kitties was still helping me calm down like they did in my childhood. Knowing this has made me feel more at ease at night around my apartment. Hopefully, Okoye will be better at managing the doors so any future burden doesn't fall onto the ghostly cats. Thanks for reading. I love your work and hope to meet you at a con one day. One day! One Thank day. you, Patrick. One day more. One, one day, day more! more. God. <laughs> one act more. Uh, one three more, more hours. <laughs> uh, thank you, Patrick, for that lovely story. That's sweet. I love, I love pets. I, I like, I like ghost animal stories. They're just even when they're creepy. Yeah. I just, I just find them kind of sweet. It's like, oh, kitty just came to be like, hey, excuse me, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna hear to make you feel better. Yeah, make, to bring you. Serenity. I like the whiskers on the neck thing. That's sweet. Yeah, that's a that's a very vivid detail. It's like, yeah, you didn't mm -hmm. imagine that. If like everything together, like you didn't imagine that. Like I, maybe mm -hmm. any one of those components you might have imagined, especially if you're kind of just coming out of sleep. But all those things together seems pretty vivid, convincing, yeah. convincing. Yeah, I like it. Ooh, nice. Next up, we have Paige. Hello, Jamie and Michael. I'm so glad you weathered Snowmageddon safely, Jamie. I am too. Thank you. <laughs> Same. <laughs> My story today actually happened to me in the midst of all that mess. But first, there's some backstory. Back in 2011 or 2012, someone dumped a dog out in the country near my grandparents' home, and this dog ended up staying in their carport for a while. I fell hopelessly in love with him, but my living situation was not stable enough to bring a dog into it, so my parents took him in. He didn't get along with my four-legged brother at all, so they put a bed out for him in their storage room, and he had full access to their 100-plus acres of ranch land. After many years of living with roommates and bouncing around from apartment to apartment, I was finally able to buy a house, and this beautiful dog moved in with me on day one. I named him Khan, and he was my precious baby. Khan was a corgi mixed with something much larger and hairier, so he weighed about 60 pounds, but was around a foot tall with giant paws and stubby little legs and so much floof. I love this creature. <laughs> I love this creature already. Yeah. Every night, he would get into bed with me for bedtime snuggles, but he had so much long, soft red hair that it was too warm for him to sleep in the bed with me. So after our nightly snuggle session, he would jump down and go to sleep on the floor in the hallway, guarding my bedroom doorway and taking advantage of the cooler laminate flooring. When he jumped down, he just had to fling all 60 pounds of himself out into the air and crash down because the bed was about two and a half times his height. <laughs> Needless to say, he was not quiet when getting out of bed. 
Unfortunately, I lost Con back in October, and it devastated me. I couldn't stand the house being so empty and lonely without him, so I visited the Denton Animal Shelter and brought home Aoife. 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 In November. Fast forward to last week. I woke up Monday morning cold and with no power. My house got down to about 48 degrees, according to the battery-powered thermostat. But it came back on after about four hours and then settled into the rolling blackout pattern of about 30 minutes on and 30 minutes off. Then it went off around 4 p.m. and did not come back on. Uh. I woke up around 5 that morning with Aoife and my two cats all snuggled down around me inside uh, in the bed, trying to stay warm. It was negative two degrees outside, and I had no electricity to run my gas furnace. I was not ready to climb out of that incredibly warm bed, thank you to Ikea down comforters, (laughs) into the cold and dark. So I played around on my phone for a bit and then dozed off. I jerked awake at 7.30 when something large crashed into the bedroom floor at the foot of my bed. My first thought was that a pipe had burst underneath the bathroom next to my room. So I rushed out of bed and went to check things out. The water that I had left dripping was still placidly dripping, and water still flowed when I turned the taps. No burst pipes. I checked the thermostat, and it said 40 degrees. Then as I watched, it dropped below 40, and the readout changed to low. <laughs> and I love it. It's low spelled just L O, not L O W. So it's like low, low, like Shakespearean. Low, behold, it's fucking cold in here. <laughs> low, let's go. Uh, fuck this, I muttered. Get your shit and get out of here. You have a good friend who lives less than 20 minutes away on a normal day who has a gas fireplace. Mm-hmm. It was in the midst of packing up myself and my pets for the move that I noticed the tuft of long, soft red hair hair on the foot of my bed. Needless to say, I cried. Thank you for keeping us warm and safe, Con Con, I whispered. Oh. I love it, Con Con. Oh, the best boy. The best boy of Sloopy, best boy. We do not deserve them. We don't. He's so floofy. He's floofy in his afterlife. That's floof. (laughs) So floofy and keeps you warm from beyond the Rainbow Bridge. That's oh. Right. oh, I love that story. Thank it's you for so that, good. Paige. Oh, uh, it's makes so my good. heart happy. Oh, yeah, I needed that. I needed this positively. Like, and ghost animals yeah. being way sweeter than we deserve. It's um, so true. The next submission comes from Stephanie. I would like to start by saying, Stephanie says, I love you both so very much. You bring light into my life with your stories and research and a good belly laugh with your open and relaxed podcast. Now, on to my story. I love open and relaxed. That's cool. Like, we're, yeah. we're Thank relaxed. Thank you. We're going to just we're, keep uh, that up. We're like, we're, this is, this is a boot cut <laughs> podcast. <laughs> That's right. We can't There's say, a little extra we can't say relaxed fit because I think last podcast on the left already uses that one, but which is a good one. Right. But it's like, oh man, we're a boot cut. <laughs> Yeah, we have, we definitely have elastic at some point in the waistband, right? So you can really. We're the soft clothes podcast. We're soft clothes. We're the soft, we're a a boot cut yoga pant. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's the commercial. Yeah. Yeah. This is a commercial for our Patreon. Please help us and support us and join the Patreon. We love you if you're already a member of the Patreon. We have a really nice Discord chat that happens twice a month. We love it. Do it's super cool. All skate. Everybody that's on the Discord uh, is uh, that chat will be on the 
We just said those dates. Was the the thirteenth? It was at the thirteenth and the twenty fourth. Was it? Let me. Thirteenth. <laughs> on the twenty seventh. Four p.m. Let's see. Wait, I'm gonna double check. It's okay. <laughs> the thirteenth. Yes, the thirteenth and the twenty seventh. Hey, I got it right. Yeah, thirteenth and twenty seventh. Nice. Thirteenth <laughs> and twenty seventh at four p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, the first one will be for everybody that's on the Discord, and the second one will be our for our Phantasm tier. If you are a member on the Patreon, you have to be on a Discord tier to be able to go. But then it's a really great community. Um, it super, is super indeed. Fun and very very supportive. But we accept and love any help that's given our way. We do. Um, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much for your support, everybody that is a member. Uh, please consider being a member. We would appreciate your support as well. And of yes. course, we always love all of our listeners. So thank you guys so much for being such great fans of this podcast. We love you! Oh, God. Okay. Now on to my story, says <laughs> Stephanie. When I was three years old, I was able to see people who weren't there, at least according to my church-going family. Now, I think I had just turned four when my papa, grandpa on my dad's side, passed away. To understand a little uh, bit of the dynamic, I lived with my mother and father, aunt and uncle, and three cousins. Even in a house with four adults and four kids, I was usually found alone. Oh, that's relatable. Um, I was sitting in my room on my bed, as I did often. Being the youngest, the other three kids didn't want to play with me, so I entertained myself a great deal. There was no change in temperature like with most ghostly visits, no flickering lights or spooky feeling. I just simply looked up and uh, saw my grandfather standing in the doorway. He came into the room, walking across my carpet in his old brown loafers, his dress pants, and his button-down shirt, what he always wore when he visited. He sat on the bed. I remember the weight of him shifting my tape player on the blankets. I don't remember the exact conversation we had, just that he told me he would be leaving and not seeing me for a while. I remember asking if he was, um, lost my place. I remember asking, uh, if he was going, if he was going on one of his long trips. Um, he and my grandmother used to visit Holland a lot. He said no, and that my grandma would be around, but he wouldn't. He said goodbye, kissed my forehead, and left. No footprints in the carpet. The next morning, I ran upstairs to tell my family about Papa's visit and that he wouldn't be around for a while. They were all crying. I didn't understand uh, why until my aunt told me that Papa had died the night before. There was the beginning of my year's experience. I hope this finds you both well and safe, and thank you for bringing us all happiness. Oh, see, I had a similar nice experience when my, when, my, when my grandmother died. I just kind of felt her in the room. Uh, before I knew she had passed away. Like I knew, but to be fair, to be fair, uh, to be fair. I, I was I was 16 and I knew she was going. Like I knew that she probably wouldn't yeah. survive the night uh, because she'd been in the hospital for a few weeks and the doctor was like, yeah, she's, she's going. So we had already kind of said our goodbyes, but I just kind of, I woke up at a weird time. It was dawn and I never wake up at dawn ever. Yeah. Uh, and I just kind of woke up and had this feeling that she was in the room and I remember smelling her, her perfume, her Clinique. She used to wear Clinique. Oh um, yeah. Happy? She were happy? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think so, yeah. actually. And I uh, yeah. just smelled that, and I just had this sense of her in the room. And then a few moments later, my mom came in and said that, you know, Mimi had died. And I was like, yeah, mm. yeah, I get that, yeah. And I was like, ah. So it's weird. Like, yeah, I, I sometimes feel that, yeah, when they go, they do yeah. visit. They do visit. I was watching 2020 because it's on Hulu, and I did not know that. Oh, yeah? So now that's pretty much all I do is I oh, watch 2020. Shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> like, I need... Some true crime to really help lull me to sleep. Um, but there was one story. I can't even remember what it was called. Um, if, they're all really good, of course, right? But um, this woman, her daughter had disappeared. 
And um, it's the story where she's texting, like she's supposedly harassing people and stalking people, but it turns out somebody had killed her and was using her name to harass and stalk. It's such a good story. But the mom knew something was wrong. And when she didn't come home, you know, for her birthday or her son's birthday or her son's graduation or her father died, she didn't show up for that. And she knew something was wrong. Mm. And so it was uh, after her husband, the girl's father, had died that she had a dream and he was in the dream and he came to her and talked to her and he said, don't worry about her. She's not lost. She's with me. Oh. And that's when she knew that she had probably died. Like oh. she refused to believe it until that dream and then she started it. to really oh, accept it. It's man. like, oh, it was oh. so good. Man. But yeah, gotta, 2020 okay. on Hulu, y'all. Uh, okay. So I know good. what I'm binging next. Yeah, I'll give you, I'll send you the episodes to watch. Because oh, <laughs> two, they're like little movies. They're like an hour they and a half, are. and there's it's like a little documentary. It's fantastic. That Forensic Files, I think, is is on Netflix now. Oh, yeah. I'm binging that. A lot of them I've seen. I remember them. I'm like, oh yeah. Um, there's one, uh, the B- Bayou something Southern. Yeah, Southern. Uh, uh, it's something about the South, but it's the South yeah. in particular. And there's one episode where there's this lady that I wanted to strangle, uh, which is probably not the point of a murder crime drama, but <laughs> or uh, documentary. But she would be like, "Well, like every Southern girl, she wanted to be a mama. Like every Southern girl, she wanted to have babies. Like every Southern girl, she wanted to just get married and be a princess." And so Jack and I ended up going too far with it and be like, "Like every Southern." girl she was beaten to death by someone mysterious <laughs> like every southern girl her body was found in a ditch like, like every southern you know. girl she wasn't allowed to go get a job like every, <laughs> yeah, southern, like every girl, southern girl she reminds me of like domestic the violence was, was domestic <laughs> oh, don't god. ask for your opinion oh god oh yeah, it's, it's dark but true so now um, i can't stop doing like every this makes me girl. think of like there's an episode of the simpsons where they have like an old southern waitress like the 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 sort of tired old cliched trope, the old yes. sassy southern waitress, and she's like, "Huh, you speak your mind. I like that. Everything is I like that." And then like it goes on and on, yeah. and at some point it ends with like, "Wow, you tried to con me out of a thousand dollars based on just my goodwill. I like that, <laughs> or something like that." It's like, "Oh, you just yeah. took me for a ride. You lied to me right to my face. I like that." <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, okay, okay. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Yes, last submission. I got. I digress, but I really love 2020 is what I'm trying to say here. Beatrice is next. Uh, I've had experiences that are unexplainable my entire life. I always joke with people saying it was ghosts, but recently things have been more unusual and unsettling to the point that even though I'm skeptical, I cannot come up with a justifiably ca- justifiable cause because unsettling coincidences. I've just started tertiary education and moved to a place of my own, so of course, a huge change, and days have been rather stressful. The more stressed I've been, the more I've noticed strange activity, and it's not friendly either. The activity started as small things, like my bathroom or my bedroom door opening and slamming shut frequently. That's not small. That's a big thing. Yeah, that's, I'd consider that, I mean, that's your bathroom. Like your your bedroom door, bedroom door opening and shutting on oh, its bedroom. own when yeah. there's no window open and no breeze. That's a big, That's thing. A big thing. That's a big thing. I feel like uh, I feel like I feel like Beatrice is downplaying this because I mean they just want to be like I, I don't want to be crazy. You're not crazy. That's yeah, a you're big not crazy. Thing. You're not but crazy. But a door opening and slamming on its own repeat, uh, like on repeat, that's fucked up. Legitimately yeah. fucked 
up. I wouldn't you, put up with that from someone who was living. No, it's it's rude. It's rude. Uh, <laughs> then items started dropping and tipping over at random. Lights would turn off, but the bulb wouldn't blow. Mm. At, at my course, the hair... At my course, I don't know what that means. The hair dryer in the bathroom would go off when I'm on the other side of the room. Oh, like when she was in school, maybe. Oh, I, think I don't maybe, know what that maybe means. Maybe it's just a typo. Course. Uh, of course, and of anyway, maybe. the hair dryer in the bathroom would go off <laughs> sorry, when yeah. I'm on the other sorry, side Beatrice. of the room. <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't click in the moment. It'll click later, but in this moment, it ain't clicking. Uh, but the point is that the hairdryer in the bedroom, in the bathroom, would go off when I'm on the other side of the room and no one else is there. And the lights in that bathroom also go off when I'm inside, so it's not limited to my home. Poltergeist. I'd hear cra- Poltergeist. Pol- yeah, sounds like it. I'd hear happens, crashing happens sounds of heavy things stressed. dropping. Yeah. <laughs> Michael's yep. already claiming it. Sorry. Listen it's... to the rest of the story, sorry, Michael. Sorry. You might change your mind. No, He's not going to change his mind. I don't need to hear the rest <laughs> of it. I know what this... No, He that. knows. Uh, I'd hear crashing sounds of heavy things dropping in the night, but wake up to see nothing happened. And I haven't been able to sleep well for weeks. Every night I get the sense I'm being watched, but it's not a comforting, protecting watcher. More like someone on the verge of attacking. Oh. Then things got worse. Now, I wouldn't consider myself clumsy in the slightest. I take caution and watch wherever I'm going. So it's unnerving when I've had multiple falls within the past few weeks, but falls that cannot be explained. I get the sensation of someone tripping me up, but when I look back, of course there's nothing there. This happened again last week in the middle of the road, and I ended up spraining my ankle and injuring both knees. Thankfully, someone came and pulled me out of the road because I felt like I couldn't get up or walk, but it was rather embarrassing to explain to my GP that I had tripped over nothing. There was nothing in the road that could have done it, and the fact that it wasn't the first time I'd had a fall like that recently was concerning me. I've even I've even found myself now bumping into the corners of tables and desks, tripping over chairs at my course, etc. Uh, unfortunately, I don't believe I've ever had a pleasant experience with what I assume to be as ghosts. And due to the way I believe this ghost is interacting with me, I don't think its intentions are good, only getting worse. When I was younger, I'd hear scratching at the bottom of my bedroom door. It was always when everyone else was asleep. And assuming it was a cat, I'd open the door to take him outside or see what he needed. But my cat was never there. And yet the claw marks were. They were too big for his tiny claws. They didn't look like marks from a rat either, even though that's what my mother chalked it up to be. I'm not sure what the ghost's reasoning is, whether it doesn't want me in my home or whether it's because I'm just easy to mess with. Perhaps there's simply no motive and they're just unfriendly. I try not to verbally acknowledge its existence, as I've heard that can make things worse, but I am a little stuck on what I should do. So this doesn't exactly have an ending, but I can update if anything major changes. Thank you for taking the time to read this. I think it's a poltergeist. I think it's a poltergeist. I think it's a manifestation of of, uh, your own unprocessed trauma in in the, the I mean we all have it right and sometimes right. when we're in in specific places in life if we have some latent abilities I believe that they can manifest like there as though there is an entity there and it's not to say that this is all in your mind because it is not but your no. mind is the source yeah. uh, it's your mind is is the battery that's fueling the phenomenon so to speak so for what that for what cold comfort that might be worth consider the 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 I think very real possibility that it's this is you doing it, and maybe, maybe, just maybe. Again, I'm not a professional, um, but maybe this is you know. It sounds like you're going through some really, really rough shit, and it just and it just happens to be 
you know, you are gifted with this sort of Wanda vision <laughs> ability to have it manifest <laughs> in the world around you in, in ways that you can't control, perhaps, um, which I think happens. I, I as, as, as odd as that may sound to some people, I think that's a thing. I think it's rare, but I think it happens. Um, and it's kind of like, you know, it's it may be that you're on the verge of a bit of a breakdown, my dear. So in in a way, uh, there's a philosopher, uh, uh, Alain de Botton, um, Alan de Botton says uh, very beautifully that, you know, a, the, a mental breakdown is is kind of your subconscious's bid for health. It's like trying to tell you, you need to woe up. So maybe there's something in your life that you need to look at and change. You're like, maybe, maybe um, you know, you're feeling uncomfortable at home. Uh, as we all are right now, because we feel a little trapped, and so it's 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 kind of getting worse. I mean, basically, I don't I don't know I don't know. But if it is in fact uh, not some independent entity that's just coming for you because you're an easy target, but it's some expression of shit that you're going through that's somehow uh, paranormally manifesting in the in the world around you, that's something you need to look at, my dear. I mean, you might consider uh, some therapy. We could all use it, I know. But I just I don't know. I'm I I worry about you. I worry about you. Please keep us updated. Um, right. Well, and I would say, too, that it doesn't have to be something super, like a super big deal, right? You, I mean, you say in the, in the email yourself that it's stress. You're stressed. You're mm-hmm. very stressed. Mm-hmm. And the first time you leave home, the first time you're on your own and in sure. school is a very, very stressful time. And I think that they've done studies that, the, that mm-hmm. um, your age, like the place mm-hmm. where you mm-hmm. are, people get the less sleep absolutely and are, are shorter on sleep so you and you said you're not sleeping as well so you're not sleeping and you're really really stressed yeah it could be it could be that two things one it could be a poltergeist it could be that your energy is creating this mm-hmm. um to deal with the stress which only makes it more stressful so mm-hmm. it's like this cycle um but it could also be that something else is there that's feeding off of this stress, too. Yeah. So that's... just in case, there was a couple of things you could do. One, um, talk to somebody if you're mm-hmm. feeling stressed and pushed over the edge, kind of. Definitely, there are lots of, of resources in school yeah. um, and online yeah. to talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, family members, friends, reach out. But the other thing, uh, get some Florida water and spray that shit around your house, honey. Like, <laughs> that's not going to hurt anything. Get, so uh, Florida water, you could do sage. You could do sage. Florida water to me is easier because you can put it in a spray bottle and, and just go around. You'll usually find it in the aisle with Mexican food <laughs> or cleaning or cleaning stuff. Um, but it's just like a, a tall mm. little bottle and it has like, it's real pretty. And it's got this light green colored uh liquid in it that smells good Hmm. you can put it in a spray bottle spray it around your house you want to go clockwise um think of it as righty tighty lefty loosey you want to make sure you're tightening it (laughs) so you want to close up your house and you just go uh from the entrance and make a a circle um clockwise all the way around till you finish the circle and just say you know only positive things are allowed in here there's lots of different prayers you could have to make Mm. sure that only goodness and positivity remains and that will help you at least control um other negativity that might be in the space exacerbating what you're going through yeah so that yeah definitely definitely do all that but you know understand it as as terrifying as this thing experience is it it is it's possible that that you are trying to give yourself a message in some way like Mm -hmm. you know that this is your unconscious um 
that has the power to manifest in in the physical world when it wants, which is terrifying. I don't mean to stress you out more. Um, but, it, you know, it could be that this is, you know, that there's something you have to deal with. And this is how it's making you do that. Um, right. You know, if you're anything like me, you're you're very good at burying things you don't want to deal with. And I mean, I think some of us just are. And so then my mind has a way of making me deal with them. <laughs> and maybe yeah. this is how your mind does that. I don't know. So definitely talk to it, people. You'll always get your own attention. <laughs> That's right. Right. You'll always you always know how to. <laughs> get your own yeah. attention that's good but yeah but yeah and, and um, that's also important to note that these experiences tend to be fleeting like they're not lifelong if it is a poltergeist or something like this you know uh or a negative entity slash poltergeist or some weird combination then i mean again we're all just kind of guessing here in the dark but based on our our wide reading and our experience with these sorts of things i think that's mm -hmm. what you're dealing with and it's important to remember that it's transitory that's why these things tend to happen when you're on the threshold of a new experience and once you kind of get your head around that experience the stress uh, dampens a bit you know the stress decreases and so and so does the phenomenon um so like it's in the ancient world uh, you know our ancestors used to think of these experiences as kind of the gatekeepers of new experiences you know it's it's um, mm -hmm. you know uh, and and like any gatekeeping, it can be terribly negative. That's <laughs> true. Uh, I w and I want to add, and I don't think I've talked about this on the podcast yet, but I saw this really brilliant TikTok video. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was mostly reactions, but the person said in there that you know ghosts are can't kill you. They can't kill humans. Ghosts cannot kill humans because if they could there would be no white people alive. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, that's true. God. That's true. Oh. So it's a real, but it's it's dark. It's very dark. It's very dark. But, yeah. but accurate. And so that's comforting. It's comforting. It's comforting. That's it's comforting. comforting. Yeah. But yeah, definitely. So keep that in mind. Yeah, work, try to, you know, try to work on it, you know, as best you can. Try to, you know, definitely reach out, talk to people, just to, just to help you with the stress. I feel if you can get a mm -hmm. handle on the stress, the phenomenon will decrease significantly because I feel your stress, whether it's a poltergeist in the classical sense or it's a yeah. negative entity, I think your stress is definitely a factor in what's giving it so much power. Um, so if you can get a handle on that in some way, then you'll decrease its uh, its reserves, so to speak, and yeah. you'll be and then you just pay relax. attention, pay pay attention to things. Um, but I don't so feel that it, if there's something that is going to trip you up, you'll be aware of it. And it may seem negative. It may seem like it has it out for you. But honestly, these experiences are just they tend to just be random, and they're just they're more prankish. They're more, um, you know, if they're so insofar as there's an intention behind them at all, they tend just to be. You know, it's like a child just trying to get attention. They don't necessarily mean you ill. It's just like, look at me, damn it. You know, look, look what I can do, whatever. So it's, I don't know, it's why poltergeists tend to have almost this impishness to them. They're, they're not evil. They're just kind of amoral. <laughs> yeah, um, right. So just bear that in mind and good luck and keep us updated. I, I want to know more if, yeah, if more things more. happen. And hopefully... Everybody keep us updated on your stories and yeah. send in stories. We need more stories. Send us your stories. Yes. Um, also, we are going to be doing more Q&A episodes. We've mm -hmm. heard that people like those. Yes. So we're going to do some more Q&A. So send us your cues so that we can A. <laughs> um, yeah, you can send in your questions. You can send in your stories to ghoulintentions.com um, in the menu under submit your story here. You can submit all of those yes. um, right there, <laughs> direct <laughs> on the website. Um anything else ah thank you guys stay safe especially thank if you're you. in texas um yes 
stay sane. We mixed it up, but that's all right. Oh, sorry. And remember. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay to sleep okay with, to the sleep with the lights on. Ah, oh, that's on me. I <laughs> fucked it up. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>